Okay, Alex, we're going to kick off this episode of Pie Heart, episode 51, with not one, but two versions of the Jamie Elliott goal from the weekend. Why? Because why fucking not? And also, I want to ask you the question, which version grabs at your heartstrings a little bit more? Now, let's going to kick it off. We're going to kick it off with Channel 7's... Um, Call of the game. Let's do it. Inside 50, if this is a draw and Sydney win, these two will play the elimination final. Oh, you believe that? Pendleton can go over the top. Gillivan's there. Elliot's there as well. It kicked out the back. Now Elliot can face the goal. He can give it to Gideon and go for the lock. He kicks the goal. Collingwood in front. Collingwood in front. Can you believe it? Okay. Good. I think mm. we can do. I think we can do better. Can you play the next clip? Okay. Gibbons, his man, Sard against him. Elliot's the third there. The ball is his. The moment arrives. Elliot kicks the goal. Collingwood have closed like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so good, isn't it? Now I called this guy Glenn Wheatley before. His name's Jared Wheat- Waitley. <laughs> Glenn Wheatley with the uh, ankle bracelet. But isn't that like what did he say? Collingwood has closed in like the Grim Reaper. That's amazing. That- I haven't heard that one. That's good. Uh, and in no contrast. One's, no one's heard it because you keep hearing um, the bombastic <laughs> but overtures of uh, BT's of BT. bombastic commentary <laughs> is Elliot faces the goal. Like faces the we're, goal. There's like a distinct lack of theatre. I, I feel like we're really being shortchanged as Collingwood fans at the moment because in days gone by we've had Dennis, committee, Sneaking up like librarians. We've had Bruce mm. McAvaney. Is it Grundy? It's Grundy. And now we've got now we've got BT and the other guy who was when when um Elliot kicked that first goal from the boundary to win the game against at Essendon, James Brayshaw. Yeah. So it's just nice occasionally to hear a little bit of theatre. Oh. And the reference to the Grim Reaper, because it's always in like sudden death, Collingwood is just Willing themselves over the line at the moment, and it just summed it up so beautifully and, and so We've viscerally. To, we should run with that. That is such an awesome. It's an awesome. That could it? be a camp, a finals campaign type thing to go with a Grim Reaper. But you're right, Damo. I think it is hard in the moment. Obviously, that's why it's a craft commentary mm. to balance the energy required. Yeah, where you need like an escalation. You can't peak too early. You can't come too early. You got you've got to save it for the moment of ultimate realization. Yeah. Yeah. You have to build with the right amount of energy to explode. Yeah. But you also have to be able to explode in a way which which uses the right language, the right imagery, the right theatre for the moment, which, of course, mm. Waitley's vocabulary is, is obviously going to be better than BT's mm. in that regard. But it's an interesting contrast. And I will say that the other guy who doesn't get mentioned enough, in my opinion, and he's been very good in two moments, isn't um, James Brayshaw who I've never been a massive fan. It's actually the special comments guy, Nathan Jones, formerly of Melbourne. Oh, right. I remember in the Jamie Elliott after the siren goal against Essendon, Nathan Jones' very well-timed kind of giggle, like he was laughing at the incredulity of of what had occurred, just adds this great bit of theatre. And in this one, he says something Mm. like, you know, what a game. Well, this game is ridiculous. And, yeah, just a little mm. nod, nod to Nathan. I think he's been better than he gets credit for. I love it. I don't know, just on the subject of BT, and I know we've got a packed episode, so we'll keep this thing rolling, but I don't know if you saw it. 
a couple of weeks ago, the 1990 Premiership Reunion. And uh, BT was given the illustrious role of MC for the afternoon. I think it was down at the Lexus Centre. Now, those of you familiar with how the 1990 season played out Mm. was um, BT was well and truly washed um, towards the end of the year, lost his place in the side, and then quite acrimoniously wrote a tell-all sort of Brian Taylor Collingwood 1990 diary where he like, Poor shit on on Matthews and <laughs> yeah. so, sort of like you know um, bluster, yeah, lost lost a little bit, and so it was just it was funny to see him in the room, sort of as everyone had got together to celebrate that. That <laughs> is humiliating, isn't it? B- BT had the run sheet like a wedding MC and was just uh, you know teeing up the conversation. There's always been a sense with him that he's he's kind of meant to be a Collingwood supporter vaguely through his connection to the club, but that he's not that invested. I don't think. I <laughs> Still mean, got that chip. Yeah, I think there's a chip. Mm. There's a chip. Demons. All right. One of, one of the things I also love, we, we, we're going to tackle this in Game in a Movie, but just, you know, there's there's the beating heart of Collingwood. Mm. He's, he's, the, he's the off-field barometer. Mm. He's the guy we look to when we're not doing too well, when we need a celebration, when we, Spirit need, a, animal. When we need a spark. And, yeah, talk us through what you saw on, on, on Instagram. Look, this is a nod, a nod to Magpie Mark, who's... Um, expression, uh, some photos of him in the MCG, in a near empty MCG. So he'd really hung about to really savor um, mm. that those incredible scenes. And he's he's standing on the railing between the ground and the seating, kind of well and truly a long a long time after the, the game. And you can just <laughs> see that he's probably you know screamed himself hoarse. Um, he has yeah. that kind of afterglow of emotion on his face, and then. Another image of him in some un- unknown um, Abbotsford Street, I assume, um, mm. standing with his flag on top of a white Ford Falcon. Uh, it just struck me that <laughs> when when you start to see Collingwood supporters, not just any Collingwood supporters, but notable um, spirit animals like uh, Magpie Mark, walking on cars in the streets after yeah. a famous victory, there's just a little yeah. bit of spring in the air, a little bit of something about that, and maybe that's a sign of things to come. The shades of 1990, right? That telecast, yeah. that that yeah. news telecast of like the the cars rolling down um, Smith Street. But a couple of things I just got to point out with these two uh, incredible um, Magpie Mark images. The first one is when he is a couple of things. One, he's standing on the rail, so he's perched up precariously on the on the awning, the side, the boundary line awning mm. at the MCG. And in picture, plain as day or plain as night in this instance, you can see an MCG security guard in full sprint headed straight <laughs> towards him seconds from disaster oh mark uh in a scene where it's like if you if you're taking the photo it's like you you've, you've got down. to get out of there <laughs> you've got yeah. to get out of there but rain hail or shine magpie mark in his in his woolen magpie jumper and shorts i mean hats off for that alone and in the second image i love the caption the caption of course it is magpie mark um standing on a beaten up old ford Fe- festiva but there is a caveat and the caveat is in Mark's words, don't worry, the car I'm standing on is an abandoned, unregistered rust bucket, so don't worry. Skies out, thighs out, springs in the air, finals baby. Good on you, Mark. This is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. 
I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. One's had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. He's going to have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut shutter. Yeah, Pie Hard is a cultural commentary podcast about none other than the Collingwood Football Club, unearthing the hidden story, strange beauty and offbeat culture of the Mighty Magpies and beyond. And of course, we heard in the introduction there, shout out to uh, the one and only Rana McGoldrick, who passed away last week. Shout out to Rana, um, her family. Um, what an incredible woman and lives on in the Pie Hard intro. Uh, I know she would have been uh, most pleased with how the game played out on the weekend. Let's get straight into it, Alex, because... By God, we have got a a bumper bumper pie hard episode, and let's let's kick straight into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with a hard yes, and I'm gonna save the match analysis, the mm. gloating, the game in a movie for a little bit later. You're just gonna have to hang on. You're gonna have to hang around because something caught my eye, and I'm gonna dive straight into my hard yes. And I right. don't know if you've I don't know if you've seen these things, but I saw these. I, I, I'm I'm such a big fan. They're these unofficial meet and greets with players now okay. they're often at some scurrilous venue out near hallam or lara <laughs> i don't know who, i don't know who's behind them mm. but occasionally there'll be a yeah there'll be a meet the rat pack or i think mm. a, a couple a while ago they had a they had a, a three-peat special they had all the day in a room together mm. and it's of course it's an opportunity to go there have a meal have a drink listen to mm. um some funny observations it's, it's the old you know, it's the old, um, you know, country footy um, fundraising game where you sure, go around sure. on, on the yeah, talk circuit. But I just want to talk about there's a, there is a packed unofficial meet and greet circuit at the moment. Let me just talk through a couple of the dates. We've got on Friday the 26th of August, we've got Scott Pendlebury in the 350-game tribute show live from Chadston. On the 30th mm, of Jay. August, we've got Jamie Elliott meet and greet live. I don't know where that one is. I don't have no idea, actually. They on Wednesday, it yet. it's going to be overrun. Too big. On Wednesday, the 31st of August, we've got Talk About Hot Pies, Ginevan and Elliot Live. Another, Boy. Another Jamie Elliott special. That's a then, hot ticket. Second show due to popular demand, Thursday, the 1st of September, Talk About Hot Pies again, Ginevan and Elliot Where Live. Are two nights in a row. This, where is it li- Where is it advertised? Where are you getting this information? Oh, just the dark web. I don't know. Like, oh, okay. It's, Silk Road. I'll, I'll go. I'll go through the websites. I say, and then on Tuesday, the sixth of S- September in Braybrook, we've got Jack Ginevan, the rookie meet and greet. Do they get paid for this? They must. Get Wednesday, paid, the seventh right? of September, an evening with Jack Ginevan in Lara. It gets better. Just outside the soft cap. This is <laughs> this is well and truly this is brown paper bag stuff. <laughs> but what I love about these shows, and if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'm going to go to the Lara post- one. That'd be we'll good. We'll post some links. We'll post some links. And if you've been to these, hit us up at Pie Hard Podcast. We'd love to know what they're like. They look fantastic. Love the unsanctioned kind of nature. Yeah. Um, but what I really love is for, for whatever reason, they can't have any association with the Collingwood logo mm. or sponsors. So what mm. they do is their graphic design team, and bless their heart, they're trying their best, will go through and remove 
the AFL logo, we'll remove the Emirates logo from all of the players' posters. So what you get is this really weird, you get Scott Pendlebury in this really weird bootleg type um, setup, or you get Ginevan with an Emirates tab. You're saying to me that AIA doesn't want to be associated with the grimy cigarette butt laid in the courtyard <laughs> so, of the Lara Hotel. Not sure there's a brand alignment there, but um, it looks it looks good. And the second thing I love is just how these things are built. Like these, are, this is like the olden days of like promotion. Mm. And I, you have to laugh because the Ginevan, I, I think the Ginevan one is like exceptional. Uh, on the Ginevan poster, and this is I think for night two, uh, your once in a lifetime opportunity to meet and have your picture taken with Jack Ginevan. Now mm. in one week, you could potentially have seven of these photos taken with Jack Ginevan. There's going so to I, be I, some stalkers involved, surely. They get along to all seven. I love it. And it's like 45 bucks a ticket plus. I think, And then they get you. I think it's 45 bucks entry and then they get you like 110 I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into package. it and then not go. But good on you, Jack. <laughs> I hope you are getting the brown paper bag. You deserve it. All right, Damo, so on this occasion, this momentous Sunday afternoon we just witnessed, we witnessed it in very different ways. Um, and i got to say, mate, I, I am jealous because evidently um, just from that kind of flush in your cheeks, um, that that Melbourne winter glow, mm. you were at the ground. And unfortunately, yeah. as I mentioned previously, um, I, did, I did book a holiday um, at a time of year uh, mm. which was meant to be which was meant to be when uh, Collingwood was petering out um, and moving <laughs> into volleyball season. But look, the, the Dacosian calendar uh, said it otherwise, um, the ruins have spoken. And so I want to ask you, um, before I tell you what my match day experience was like, because this is one of those days, isn't it, that, that all Collingwood supporters will forever remember. There's just, there's just too much happening in the one game um, in terms of the stakes the drama, the glory of being Carlton, the glory of Essendon imploding in front of our eyes, um, the comeback, the fairy tale, the top four birth. There's just so much packed into this. But I want to ask you, can you paint a picture? Like what was it like in in the stands uh, at the MCG yesterday? No, it was, it was another wild experience. And I think we've had... It's it's crazy, right? Because you might, you might normally get a couple of these a season. It's like this is every game, right? So... Mm. Um, it was there, there was it was a weird mood. Uh, I'd say for I'd say for you know the first half it was like it was quiet, tense, um, tense. Uh, we're playing extraordinarily well, extraordinarily well, and but not, not converting. And yeah. Anyway, third quarter kind of snuffed out a, a little bit of hope. But I remember at three quarter time turning to the guy I was with and just saying, you know, if if we kick six. And they, we can restrict them to two. We'll win mm. this. Like it's just, it's a, it's an absolute mindset change about how you approach these Collingwood Psychology games anymore. You're not out. You mm. just, it's, 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 regardless of what's happening on the field, you know they're going to finish hard. You know the Grim Reaper is going to be knocking on the door. I didn't need the seven. But I've got, I've got to say, my experience started, my experience started um, very early on. I've, I'm, I'm into this. I've got to say, and I'm inspired by our fiftieth app, but I'm into this kind of. Um, match day approach of getting off the train at Victoria Park or Collingwood, hitting up a couple of locals, and then the 40-minute walk to the MCG. There's something like really we cathartic. Did, like we did in episode 50 or different pub? Inspired, inspired by episode 50. No, a different mm. pub, but 
So the re- retreat, I think, this time oh, in yeah. Abbotsford. Oh, not yeah. bad. Well, that's a classic. I love that. Not problem. bad. Not bad. And so, um, you know, it kind of really sets this mood. Like mm. you kind of you feed off you feed off the sort of like suburban elements, Collingwood, Carlton. There was all of that stuff as well. You start to you know the closer you get to the ground, you start to see more people. You start to see mm-hmm. you know the the scarves hanging out the truck, all of that stuff. And yeah, it just really set the scene. And yeah, it was great. It was a it was a it was an awesome awesome vibe. Um, the party continues, you know, it's like one of those things where you, you know, there's no quick exit unless you're a Carlton fan, mm. like the stands are popping off for 15 minutes after the game. Um, and then you leave and then there's all these little party spot fires on the outside of the there's, MCG. It's a kind of this jolly. It's a groove. Groove. It's the groove. It's an infectious groove. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Clusters yeah. of people, um, the, you know, people sing the song, the occasional like shout, and then you've got the Carlton supporters who like have pulled their scarf and collar up and are mm. trying to disappear mm, into the mm, bitumen. Mm. Mm. Um, Which you can't. You can't disappear. You can't disappear quickly from well, the ground. There's no, no underground no, subway. You can't. It it was incredible to behold on TV. And just to paint the picture quickly, I was went up to the Mission Beach uh, Tavern. Um, shout out to Mission Beach Tavern. Um, unfortunately, they've got about nine screens dedicated to the dogs. Uh, and I don't mean the bulldogs. I mean the, <laughs> the greyhounds. Um, they do have one screen with AFL, but it's been zoomed in somehow, so you can't see the score. Um, you can, Ugh. you know, the, the kind of edges of the frame the ratio. Are outside the frame. Um, the ratio, ratio is fucked up. But you can enjoy a nice cold forex gold on tap um, mm. if if that is your want. Thank God but for that. Suffice to say, it wasn't quite the viewing experience that I anticipated, and so. Ended up at home and, you know, getting into that fourth quarter, um, drinking a really kind of flaccid Pacific ale because they didn't have any good beers to take away from the tavern. I just was getting grumpier and grumpier and it just felt, it did feel like a bridge too far to hope when we were 24 points down or whatever it was, to hope that we could get back into it. But shout out to the um, Channel 7 telecast. Now, I know that BT's commentary leaves a little to be desired in some aspects um, as we discussed, but... There's some great cutaways that built built the drama in the telecast. And I've noticed them doing a lot of this in recent times. I mean, early in the game, um, when the Bulldogs result, you know, had become clear and it became and became known that Carlton had to win mm. to make finals, they the director behind the broadcast got the camera guys to like get shots of Carlton supporters looking at their phones. With the oh, right. inference Brilliant. being that they were checking the score nervously, yeah, yeah. Um, percentage to realize what you know the the task was that ahead ahead of them. In fact, they were probably just you know on WhatsApp with their their mates or looking up flights for the September. But late in the game, in the fourth quarter, um, there was a couple of really good cutaways as well. Um, at five forty two to go, they cut to a Carlton guy praying in the stand, literally praying. Like oh he my looks god. Like He's literally got. Um, he looks like he's outside the Vatican. Um, Palms his, clasped. Yeah, he's 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 trip to Rome that he's he's uh, saved up for for forty mm. years of Catholicism. Mm. And then at four minutes twenty to go, they cut to a Collingwood bloke. I'm not going to say he's in his fifties, and he just looks kind of weathered and beaten down by pure emotion, and he just is breathing, like sighing quite heavily. And mm. I just know that that. That feeling of yeah, that I know feeling. that you get this. It's like this isn't good for my health. Feeling. I mean, your heart is palpitating in your chest. Um, you feel like nauseous. I felt nauseous watching from mm. Queensland for fuck's sake. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, really, really dramatic scenes. Um, incredible, incredible that um, you know it's happened again. And, and back to your point, Damo, about you know usually you get one or two of these incredible games in a season. I think this is really, and what this podcast is probably about is to stop a little bit and smell the roses because, mm. as we've discussed before, if you're only in a, this this silly game for premierships, you're going to have a lot of a lot of hard times, a lot of droughts in between. Mm. It's really hard to win a granny, but. Mm. When you do have, you know, these transcendental, uh, mm. not just moments, but in this case seasons, I think it's important to smell the roses and acknowledge just what we've experienced collectively, just just the incredible drama and the gift, the gift that's mm. been given to us. Yeah, it's the era of no expectations and I think that's that's really carrying this season through is, you know, even, even as it stands right now, top four finish, um, relatively kind of, uh, intact list in terms of health, um, you know, having beaten a number of the sides who, who have qualified for finals already, there's still that era of, um, I wouldn't say it's an imposter syndrome because I don't think that's accurate. Mm. But, you know, we, we've gone into this season with just, you know, no expectation that the team would finish at this mm-hmm. level. And I, I think that's carrying through and it just provides an additional sort of buffer to what's happening out there on the field because mm-hmm. you know whatever happens, win, lose, or draw, straight sets, whatever it goes on, win the premiership, it's, it's done so without that that normal weight that a Collingwood mm. fan or a Collingwood team would carry, an expectation that, you know, they're up and about or they're, they're performing extremely well and, and they need to deliver mm. and that the onus is on all the Collingwood teams that have come before them, before this one, to to, to carry out that you know to deliver on that sort of that promised um premiership but now it's just it's just sort of like there's that you know late 70s you know soft core um you know lens Haze, you know the one that washed out one the really over the lens oh no yeah it's, no no no, no just, not the it's, it's, that, it's that real soft it's that really soft kind of colorized lens i have to ask a chunky what what i'm what i'm referring to here but it's just beautiful. It's just great, and you leave, and you're just happier, and everything's more enjoyable. And it's so. living in uh, living in the moment. I mean, McRae mm. said it well. We're in discovery mode. The team's in discovery mode. You don't know what the ceiling is, and I think that living in the moment ethos has trickled down to us supporters. Um, and it's important that we it's important that we just ingest, uh, mm. a- enjoy it, because you know these these types of scenarios don't happen often. Um, you know, and w- with that in mind, let's move into game and movie. All right. If you really want to know what's going on is that I'm sick to death of football and I couldn't care less whether I never play another game in my life. It's a lot of macho competitive bullshit. Football shits me. All right, so let's kick off uh, with our hero game in a movie. Now, you would think, given the hyperbole demo, that I might just mm. go again for something like uh, Jamie Elliott. Um, he'd be justly identified as one of the, obviously, the mm. clutch players of this season, um, not to yep. mention this game. But I'm going with McCreary. Okay. I, I don't think that um, McCreary's really given enough credit for what he's brought to the team and his particular mm. uh, addition to the ranks. Um, I'm talking about his tackling over the course of the season. He's, he's kind of known for tackling. I call him the claw demo. <laughs> if, he, if, he tu- if his hand touches mm. you, if his talons even kind of get a smidge of your right, yeah. it's mm. like instant kind of adhesive. It's a claw mm, like and, a he just, mm. and he will ragdoll you. And we've seen mm. that throughout the season. So I think that the narrative around him has, has become this kind of like pressure forward who's, you know, this, this tough kind of nuggety player 
as we've said, he looks like he should be cast as one of the sons in Braveheart. But what he hasn't been given is the cred for maybe being a skillful talent. Hmm. Um, and we saw we saw that inverted on the weekend uh, on Sunday. Just that goal. I mean, I've rewatched it a few times. Um, the, the handball from Cox to Pendlebury. Pendlebury draws a crowd and dishes it out to pretty much right in the boundary line. McCreary very deliberately slots it. And it's an incredible moment. Um, it's a clutch moment. And I think that puts us five points down um, then for Elliot later to finish finish the work. So Hero McCreary, I think um, credit where credit's due. He's been tough, but um, it's awesome to see, you know, that talent shine through. The villain, Damo, tell me mm. if you agree, but I think this the, the, the nice kind of dichotomy between McCray, the thinking man's coach, the paternal coach, and Voss, and I think Voss might have been the villain earlier in the year in the same capacity, but Voss being the kind of more bullish kind of, you know, lead from the cunt, lead from the, <laughs> lead from the front type, um, you know, puffy mm. chest out. Um, there's a lingo that's crept into AFL commentary this year, demo is sugar hit. Yeah. You hear sugar hit a lot and I think that, you know, history will tell that Carlton did have a sugar hit. Not least of all because Voss, um, as we well know, is the only senior coach to drink full strength Coke during mm. during the game. So to see yeah, him this is not this is not ninety four. This is twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, there we've seen are other options. Literally in the box with the red can, um, and when you go early in the first quarter with that amount, I mean, ten sugar cubes, right? When you mm. go early in the first quarter with that amount of sugar, um, it's not going to end well. Uh, and you may well fade, and you did. You did, Carlton. I don't like. I don't, I don't like a man that doesn't um, carry through on on their bets. Mm. And mm. we remember from the first. I think it was the first time that Collingwood played Carlton. There was a there was a wager yep. between the two uh, ex Brisbane Lions teammates. I think there was a dinner that was meant to be, um, you know, awarded uh, mm. uh, to the to the to the victor. To the, did to you the hear the update on that? Coach? No, it hasn't happened, has it? Yeah, no, it happened. Oh, right. Okay. So McCray well, scrap, can't answer Scrap exactly. But scrap everything this. I just said. Voss brought his wife to the dinner oh, right. and McCray didn't get the memo. Oh, right. So an awkward third wheel scenario. Mm. Um, well, that's even worse. That's even worse than not carrying through on the on the bet. He's carrying through on the bet. He's but undermined it, yeah. Bringing, bringing a, a, a third wheel. Yeah. Um, to 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 dine at your expense because you know you're getting credit points for that. I, and I nothing against Mrs. Voss, right? No. She's probably lovely, yeah. but you know, Fly McRae does not want to have mm. dinner um, with the whole Voss clan. I mean, you may as well. No, bring it's just it's, it's a weird. And, it's a weird. You got you got there. You got, you got those two on one side. You saw mm. the other side. It's just it doesn't work from a from a seating perspective. It's not. It's off. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the reason why he's a villain this week. Love scene. Mm. This one was pretty clear to me. The Guinea block. Mm. Um, the Ginevan block. Um, it just, I like it how Ginevan, to my mind, I think that kind of in that second half of the year, in the first half of the year, and we'll touch on this later, it was all about him. And, um, you know, he really exploded onto the scene, right? But second half of the year, I think that he's become more selfless. And I think you could misinterpret that as like uh, form fading away a little bit. But I think that he's he's become quite a selfless team first um, player at times, and he's also a clutch goal kicker. But that selfless act of um, blocking Saad to give mm. Jamie Elliott the run 
And of course, you know, I hasten to add, he then jumped on his horse and tried to receive the handball. What do you think? Do you think that Elliot, I mean, it's, it's a big call to kick that goal because you would think that if he handballed to Ginevan, Ginevan could potentially have drawn, I think it was Wiedering, and get a, got a handball over the top to Majic or any number of permutations. Mm. But it's incredible, isn't it, that Elliot took that responsibility um, from the, the harsher angle. Rather than dishing it, yeah, it's 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 definitely the it's definitely the senior leader, isn't it? Within in that situation, you know, taking it upon themselves to to ice it, and um, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, if you look back at the replay, I'd, I'd say none of those other options um, were, you know, absolute mm-hmm. on options. Like, like yeah. You know, play defenders can close super quickly. You know, and if you're I not if you're not perfect in your execution. Mm. Yeah, it could be. I gen- genuinely think he made the right decision, but it's one thing to review the replay six times and make that make that um, land at that conclusion, but to do that in the moment again, he's just he's just a really special player, isn't he? And we've 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 bemoaned the the fact that he's only played 150 odd games. He's he's struggled a lot with injury, but mm. um, you know he's just. I think I even said to you during the game, I'm like, if we're going to win this, this is when we're like four or five goals down, I'm like, you. you Put him in the middle, like Elliot's. Elliot's. Mm. Elliot's it, right? So, yeah. I mean, that was that. That was cool. Yeah. Ginevan. Ginevan had a really good game, didn't he? I. I thought that left foot goal. Um, yeah. That goal on his opposite side like was just almost so good towards the exquisite. 50. Crucial, crucial, time. exquisite, right? Yeah. And um, and the goal merchant, the goal snag, just doesn't really miss from set shots when he's when he's taking the traditional drop punt. So, just re- just really, really, really pleasing to see because his form had been up and down. There was there's a bit of competition on that spot from Ollie Henry and and a few mm. others. So, just really nice for him to stand up in those moments. You feel like he's a big game player, don't you? You feel like he's one oh, that's boy. gonna. We haven't seen him in the finals, um, in a finals environment yet, but. For someone who draws on the on the crowd, plays into that, gets you know, gets the emotion. Oh, and he um, wants the boiling. Ball. He wants the ball, and he it's wants. It's going to be pretty moment. special. Yeah, and that's why it's special. the love scene because both those blokes, Ginevan and Elliot, they want the ball and they want the moment. And mm. when they get the opportunity, you know, they don't need they don't <laughs> they don't need a second chance. I mean, it's a love I'm scene for the ages. He's, he's really it's the master he's and apprentice. Re- he's really owning that. Um quadruple extra small um you know jumper you know it's it's like it's a, it, i swear it's a youth it's, it's a youth's jumper he's pretty small it's, it's tight it's around the riff, isn't it yeah and it re- it comes up a little bit you know there's like there's always a bit of underwear and a little bit of yeah. um Love naval on display but you know he pulls it off it, it, i it went is back a, and a, looked at um highlights. it's a crop top I, I went back and looked at other season highlights for the segment we're doing later and um I didn't realize, but earlier in the season, like in Fremantle, at least he was. Mm. He had these his arms out. It was like pissing rain in uh, the west, and yeah, it looks so strange with these weird little arms out. And now, you know, we've. I, I would. I would say that if you're going long sleeve, mm. Collingwood has the most striking long sleeves of the competition because of the the black and white hoops. The hoops. They really accentuate mm. the arms, and he is. Uh, <laughs> he owns that look now. Yeah, I does. mean, more yeah. than any player that I can think of since um, Kewen. Mm, none of those wizard sleeves. This is like, <laughs> this is painted on. Yeah, the wizard sleeve. Um, Weedering. Robbie, um, Robbie Ahmet special. Twist. Look, mm. we've got the good Terminator demo. We've got the T800 model. 
Yeah. Um, but there's a bad Terminator, and that's the that's the one from Terminator One. You know, he, when he's working for the bad robots before uh, he comes yeah, yeah, over yeah, yeah, onto yeah. the side of Sarah Connor and Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Carlton's got the bad Terminator. It's Bully Boy Crips. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't care if he gets tackled because he will not be tackled. Break the tackle, and even if he doesn't break the tackle, he will get the handle. Break a shoulder. He'll break someone's like rib cage. Um, yeah. But the twist in this game came at 34 seconds. For the first time all game, <laughs> nay, all season, mm. finally, <laughs> care of Josh Dacos. Right. We tackled Patrick Cripps, uh, and that was the moment we had the game won. It was just brilliant to bring that, um, that big, ugly bully boy down finally. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, he had an incredible game, and, you know, I, he's just one of those leaders who – and people said that Voss used to be like, you know, the, the most brilliant leader of his generation, um, you know, along with Buckley and Hurd, and it was always that debate. But I don't think any player in the competition is as visible as Cripps in his leadership and in his bully boy style. So to just to shade that a little bit with 34 seconds to go, mm-mm. I, 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 don't th- I don't think there's been a player who has carried a shit team for longer than <laughs> Patrick Cripps. Like, you know... Um, He's just always like he's just always been that player, right? That's sort of even even when he was like in his first couple of years, just really shouldering the burden of that team, uh, a team that was bereft of kind of senior leadership. Um, it just always seems to have and fallen on him. Yeah, and shoulders. He kind of the burden falls to him, and then suddenly he'll he'll just like, all right, well, I'm gonna have I'm gonna carry this team by having sixty contested possessions and like bulldozing. Every opposition player. It reminds me of when you go on an f- international flight and the, the pilot yeah. says, you know, sorry for the delay getting off the tarmac. We're going to make up a bit of time in the air. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I love when they say that. If you can make up time in the air, why don't you always go? If you can go faster, <laughs> why don't you just go faster? It's like, Crips, if you can get 100 contested possessions, you know, if you can go to another <laughs> level, why don't you do that every week? <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that analogy. Yeah, some other just some other things while we're while we're still basking in the glory of that game. No, bring it on. Gotta say, I've got to say, Dugowie in the middle. Hey, we we don't win that game without that guy. It's like if you look at his if you look at his game, if you really pour over it, his his taps, his touches, his bumps, his just Mm-hmm. Bullard, bullocking of 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 the opposition is sorely missed with this team with with Adams out. Um, we have a couple that do it, but he was just instrumental in. That yeah, he's not of, doing um, the visible things as much. He's not. He's not, he's not kicking, kicking the, goals. the goal from fifty five. No, no. I agree. No. He's he's doing the team things. He just it's gives a new us, role. He mm. gives us some, an edge mm. around the contest. He gets his hands on the pill. Um, mind you, we can barely get a freaking clearance um, all year, um, which. Which ironically suits us because it seems mm. like we have to. The ball has to go into our defence for us to be able to slingshot forward. And mm. yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic um, with clearance. But Dugowie is kind of almost unheralded, which is a which is a great sign because you know yeah. you, you could imagine a circumstance where he's you know he's doing a Crips and he's kind of carrying the team. The other guy, Damo, we need to mention, and I believe there's been. Some new research going into the um, the tablet down in the Abbotsford um, dig. Mm. The Dacosian calendar. Um, could we have got it wrong? And um, perhaps <laughs> Again. it says Josh, not Nick. Oh, the wrong one. Yes, yes, because yes, yes. If you pour over the game as we all mm. have and will 
all, all week, all fortnight, yeah. um, all summer. You will see that um, Josh Dagos's game is just elite and he's got that great capacity um, to use the ball, but also to make mistakes and kind of, but not look back. And I think that's something that Fly McRae's invested in the group. He talked about Fly McRae in the press conference, the um, car windscreen window washer. Wipers. Yeah, that was great. That was a great one. Yeah. And you see, you know, sometimes Josh Dagos will bite off a kick, it won't come off, but yeah. his work, his attitude at the next contest is just yeah. so full of energy and so vibrant. He's like a cat in his feet and he arches his back and his change of direction. He's basically untackleable. Although, again, like yesterday, he, he did get nailed a couple once or twice. Um, he kind of got snuck up on. But his game, um, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's looking he's looking more and more mm, like the heir sure. to that Pendlebury side bottom kind of generational handover in terms of midfield. Because I think that he's going to, he, the bulk of his career is going to be spent smack bang in the middle, um, hmm. in my opinion. So yeah, Josh huge, huge in the strength. last quarter, huge in the last quarter, wasn't he? Went just setting up just those propelling sort of runs out of the back line. Yeah, um, and just with that that, that exquisite kick makes a I good mean, decision. It's just extraordinary. Uh, unbelievable is a word that sort of you're starting to to hear a lot about when 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 this kind of Collingwood team or this season is being being uttered and, and discussed. But it really is. Mm. It really is unprecedented. It really is unbelievable. It really is My the, ups, yeah. the 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 victories how they're coming about the 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 margins leaving everything to like Collingwood are the biggest procrastinators on earth. They're like the the uni student that's been out partying for six weeks. Mm. And the term papers due on Monday, and so they're cramming. They're online. They're paying someone to do it. It's just like <laughs> everything is left to the last minute, and we all are. We're all procrastinators. So there's something very special in that. I feel. What do you think about that demo? Like in the press conference, Fly McRae says they're doing it a different way because obviously all of the statistical indicators indicate that you know we're being smashed in all these areas, but we keep on winning. Mm. And he kind of he just. He just implied there for a moment that he that they were that they were building a new paradigm of how to play football. Like that, it yeah. wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't just an incredible, you know, run of performances. But it was a new way to perform football. And it reminded me. I'm not sure if you've kept up to date with any international cricketing news, but in recent months, um, England, the England, the English cricket team was taken over uh, by coach Brendan McCullum and. They started to play this brash style of cricket. In, in this is the test team, right. which they're calling Bazball. I think Baz must be Brendan McCullum. And yeah, his nickname. just out of nowhere, they went from pretty average, you know, yeah. very average team um, being slaughtered by, I was going to say Collingwood, Australia in the last ashes, to doing these last innings chases of 450, right. 500. And so what they do is they are happy to bat second and then uh, leave it, it all to do at the end and then treat the last day or the last um, innings as a one-day style tournament where they just yep. bash the shit out of it. And it's literally changed people's perception of what's possible within test cricket. It's just unheard of some of the wins they've had. Yeah. Just reminded me a little bit of that. Like is there something in the Collingwood system right now where it's like, look, just get close enough like mm. 30 points yep. or less yep. at three-quarter time 
and yeah. then we will enact our game plan. Yeah, it's the hunter, isn't it? The hunter you're giving you're giving your prey a what ten minute head start mm. just to make just to make things interesting, Sniff and then you're down, um your scythe. And you're hunting, them, and then you're prowling, hunting them down. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There's, the, the, I mean, I don't know. I, I listen to those um, McRae press conferences, and he, he feels as kind of Surprised. stupefied as yeah. stupefied as we are. Like search, <laughs> searching for answers, not really sure what's going on, not seeing this before. Not so. I don't know. There's there, there could be a mix of yeah, just some um, some real deep, some real deep deep um, mastery sorcery going on. Um, but I'd like to think as well that he's just going home, cracking a beer and, and watching the replay like the rest of us and uh, just enjoying this roller coaster ride that is, of course, season 2022. And who knows where it goes from here? Probably higher, probably bigger, probably better, probably, you know, another couple of um, last gasp victories. I mean, that's that's just what finals football is, isn't it? It's, they're always close. They're always an arm wrestle. That's who can kind of hold their nerve and 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 come out on top when when it really matters. So, I mean, we don't have to be in the best form. I no. don't think necessarily moving into this final series. I think we just have to keep playing the way we're playing, keep the pressure on the opposition. I mean, opposition teams will know that Collingwood instinctive instinctively will not go away. Whatever whatever mm. the scoreboard looks like at three quarter time, no one will no other team will 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 think that Collingwood is out of this. So right. already that's that's one win. That's one win. That's the mental bit. And the second bit is 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 backing it up by playing the way we've been playing. You're right. And I, I don't mind the I don't mind the um the clash with the cats for that reason because there is some there is some expectation mm, on their shoulders and their performances in finals under Chris Scott for over a decade um have been left wanting for the most part. Even though they've been so successful, they do tend to wilt um, when it gets really pointy, 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 pointy end. And I just think it's a bit of a free hit for the Pies. Uh, if we're within Kui at three-quarter yep. time, you could imagine a circumstance where a few nerves would creep in in any opposition, as we saw with Carlton, as we've seen with every bloody team for three if months now. If we're within 60 points 60, at three-quarter time, okay. yeah, within 60 points at three-quarter time, you're gonna, you're gonna be on the pies. You're gonna be backing. You're gonna be backing these guys to bring it on home. Love. I, I, I get your point too about Carlton. That uh, sorry, Geelong. Best thing about playing Geelong MCG. It'll be seventy percent Collingwood. It'll be loud. It'll be grotesque. <laughs> it'll be it'll be enormous. It'll be rowdy. And um, I love I love what you said. Free hit. I think that's that's absolutely what this game against Geelong is. Um, it's it's just a shot, and I think we can bring it, and I think it's going to be a huge what build up. I think we're going to head out to the Hallam Hotel. We're going to be uh, we're going to be there in Lara, getting all of our shit signed for 150 oh, yeah. bucks, yeah. getting a photo taken with Ginevan and, and Scott Pendlebury, and then the three hour commute back home. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna be an enormous build up. I mean, we didn't think we'd be here. We're here. We're gonna buy the merch. Mm. We're gonna lean in. Lids off. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you want to hear from an ex Geelong footballer on Pie Hard um, in an exclusive interview, you you ain't never going to get that on Pie Hard. So I'm just going to put that out there. You'll never hear an opposition player on this podcast as long as we breathe, as long as we're above ground. So 
you know what you're going to get with Pie Hard heading into the final series. You're going to get this critical cultural analysis. We're going to be here. There's some special stuff brewing at the moment. We're going to do a couple of big pods before the end of the season, before whatever happens. We're going to write it home and soaking wet. And um, I want to thank you, Alex, for joining us. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks thank for sticking with us throughout the year. Mm. This is Pie Hard. Sun of the rain, we can be like they are. Come on, baby. Don't